0: This morning, uh, we uh, read through the chapter 17 um, of, of our texts, and I don't. I thought we wouldn't do that again tonight, um, uh, but I would like to to read uh, another chapter of scripture. Turn over to Psalm 107 and stand with me if you would, and we'll read Psalm 107. Um, I know it's something that we've been doing only for the last couple of weeks, but uh, but uh, it's the word. The word tells us the word to. Uh, that we are to read it amongst each other and to read it to one another. And uh, and I I don't know, I, I just find a blessing as we read not just, I guess, the text, but... Uh, maybe the context, or in this case, a song, a psalm of praise. Uh, we are to praise the Lord together. Uh, there are 43 verses with it, um, so put up with it. I, I, I apologize for the length of it, but uh, um, it, it's all good. So, Psalm so 107. I'll, I'll start reading verse 1. It says, "Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom He hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy." And gathered them out of the lands from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way that they might go to a city of habitation. Oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. Such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron, because they rebelled against the words of God and contend the counsel of the Most High. Therefore he brought down their heart with labor. They fell down, and there was none to help. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of the darkness and the shadow of death, and brake their bands in sunder. Oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he hath broken the gates of brass and cut the bars of iron asunder. Fools, because of their transgressions and because of their iniquities, are afflicted. Their soul abhorreth all manner of meat, and they draw near unto the gates of death. Then they cry unto the Lord in their their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men, and let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving, and declare his works with rejoicing. They that go down to the sea in ships that do business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind, which lifteth up the wave thereof. They mount up to the heaven, they go down again to the depths. Their soul is melted because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wits' end. Then they cry unto the Lord in the trouble, and he bringeth them out of their distresses. He maketh the storm a calm, so that the waves thereof are still. Then are they glad, because they be quiet, so he bringeth them unto their desired haven. O oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them exalt him also in the congregation of the people, and praise him in the assembly of the elders. He turneth rivers into a wilderness, and the water springs into dry ground, a fruitful land into a barrenness for the wickedness of them that dwell therein. He turneth the wilderness into a standing water, and dry ground into water springs. And there he maketh the hungry to to dwell that they may prepare a city for habitation. And sow the fields and plant vineyards which may yield fruit of increase. He blesseth He blesseth them also, so that they are multiplied greatly, and suffereth not their cattle to decrease. Again they are minished and brought low throughout the oppression, affliction, and sorrow. He poureth contempt upon princes, and causeth them to wander in the wilderness, where there is no way. Yet settleth he the poor on high from afflictions, and maketh him families like a flock. The righteous shall see it, and rejoice, and all iniquity shall stop her mouth. Whoso is wise and will observe these things, even they shall understand the loving kindness of the Lord. You may be seated. All right. So I've got two Bibles here. And right now I'm in a battle because I've been planning on preaching the rest of John 17. I'm not sure I'm supposed to. Let's pray. Because <laughs> I need it. Uh, <laughs> Heavenly Father, God, I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you for your spirit. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for, uh, for how you work. And... God, I pray, Lord, that that uh, You would just give me wisdom. Lord, I pray that You'd empty me of self, Lord, fill me with Your Spirit, Lord, that I would uh, bring forth the message that You would have me to preach, or not something that I've already that I've put together, Father, or or even something that uh, that is for another time, or even just for me. But God, I pray that You would, uh, Lord, that You would just uh, lead me and guide me in this, and uh, Lord, may Your Spirit have freedom to work. Lord you know our hearts Lord you know our needs and God I pray Lord that you would uh, that you would just be in control of this of this, the rest of the service father we leave it in your hands we ask for your help in Jesus name we pray amen hmm well Stay in Psalm 107. We'll get back to John 17 probably next Sunday morning, um, but uh, if the Lord leads. Uh, this is a, I planned on doing John 17, the whole chapter throughout the day, uh, but uh, I read this passage this passage earlier this week, and uh, I thought we can do some testimonies, it'd be great, but I don't know, I think we need to go through it a little bit. Because I'll be honest, it is easy to forget to be forget about how thankful we should be. Verse one says, "Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good." You know, God's goodness is one of His. It's not just a. It's not just a. Something that He is or something that He does. It's not, a, it's not a, an outpouring of a different part of his character. It is a part of his character. And because God's goodness is a part of his character, it's affected by uh, other parts of his character. Uh, so we talk about God's holiness. That is a part of his attributes. one of his attributes. So that means everything about God is holy. God is infinite. That's another part. Uh, it's called infinitude. Uh, it's another part of his uh, uh, character or his attributes, and, and God's infinitude affects all the other characteristics of God, uh, meaning that God's love, God's goodness, God's mercy uh, is infinite. The word infinite means that there is no cap, there is no limit, there is no uh, there's no. Into it, uh, there—it means it just goes on and on and on forever. We think of the love of God, and and but we and we think of that. There's that there's some. The Bible says that we. Paul said that we might know the the depths and the width and the height of God's love. But the truth is, there is no depth or height or width. There is no measurement. Uh, you can measure uh, a pond. You can measure a bathtub. You can even measure the ocean. We have the the, the scientific ability to measure uh, the ocean by satellite imaging and and knowing how deep things are. Uh, they they could measure the amount of water in the ocean. And you think of you and I going to the to the ocean of God's goodness or, or God's love, and we dip our our five gallon bucket in, and we think we've got all that we've got God's love or we've got God's goodness and that's just a, a bucket dipped in the, the 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 ocean of it but the truth is god's love is infinite, and no matter how many times you come back, you have, not, you have not brought down the limit, you have not brought down the amount, uh, you can come back to it every single day, and that's why the Bible says his mercies are new every morning, because God's mercy, and God's goodness, and God's love, and all of those wonderful attributes of God are, are absolutely limitless, and when we think about the goodness of God in our lives, my goodness, it should bring us to praise. And we should have a we should have a desire to to lift up the, God's name. We talked about the glory of God this morning as uh, the glory of uh, as, as He was on the cross, the glory of of Christ as He was risen from the grave, the glory uh, of Christ as He was as He ascended up into heaven, as now as He sits on the right hand of the Father. We should praise God for that. But but not only should we praise God for that. I praise God for who He is. Uh, he is good, and that's what that verse says here. It says, "Give thanks unto the Lord." for... For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. You're never going to run out of God's mercy. I, I, there have been times in my life where I, uh, listen, I don't understand why I haven't run out of God's mercy, uh, where God hasn't just pulled the plug. I don't. There have been times in my life where, where I've come to a point where I, I, I didn't understand it, but it doesn't change the fact that his mercy is limitless. Uh, there's another song has, uh, that you, I don't, I wasn't planning on preaching this, so I don't remember which psalm it is exactly, but it says, His mercy endureth forever, His mercy endureth forever, His mercy endureth forever, His mercy endureth forever, all throughout the psalm. Every verse ends with, His mercy endureth forever. And listen, I am so grateful that God's mercy does endure forever, and that there is no limit, and there's no no stop to it. There's no point in my life where God says, you know what, I don't love you anymore. I'm not going to be good to you anymore. Uh, there, there's not a point. There's not a point where God's grace isn't enough. God's grace is always enough, and if we begin to think of that as children of God, we begin to focus our, our, our attention and our our our, our eyes uh, upon the character traits of God, won't that give us something to praise God for? When we come into church and we uh, we we sing that that new song this morning, how many of you sang out with that new song? I didn't because I didn't know it. I couldn't even I couldn't play it either. There's all a bunch of chords I didn't know. <laughs> but that's okay. But did, did you pay attention to the words of the song? Because you didn't have to. You didn't really have to. I read them, so I hope you paid attention to them afterwards. They're as part of the message. But the words of the song are powerful. Uh, there is great power in the words and it, it reminded me of of christ and, and and his glory and what he what he did for me listen those th- those types of thoughts, that direction of our thought should bring us to praise and listen, we can't enter into the courts of of, of, of heaven without the praise of god we're not going to we're, 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 we're to praise him uh, on a daily basis we're to thank him uh, be thankful all, uh, for all things at all times. But so many times, uh, we, like many Christians, forget. It's not necessarily that we forget, but we get distracted. We get distracted by, by, by work. We get distracted by problems. We get distracted by, by uh, uh, even ministry, which is sad to say. But, we, uh, but the problem is, what the, verse 2 says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let, it, uh, let, it, let him say so. Frank, have you been, re- have you been redeemed? <laughs> Do you have something to thank God for? Yes, Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes. Now, it's easy for us to come together here and pass around a microphone. and, and It's not even easy, necessarily easy for us because we have to stop and think, okay, what am I thankful for? It should always be in our minds and our hearts, shouldn't it? Isn't that what Paul, Paul said? What sort of things are good? What sort of things are lovely? What sort of things are just? Uh, the, those things, those are the, as we're talking about the, the goodness of God, the work of God, the nature of God. Those, those are those things that the word of God, those are the things that we should think upon. And, and those should, those, those are the things that should bring us to the point of, of, of worship, of, of, of gratefulness, of thankfulness. But many times we, 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 we allow those other things to focus our attention on 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 our troubles and our tribulations and and whatever it is that we're going through, and we forget to praise God. But the truth is, we're to praise God in those times, in those difficulties. Paul and Silas, after they were beaten and thrown into the thrown into the locks, listen—they uh, could have grumbled and complained about how diff- how uncomfortable the, those those the, those. Uh, Stocks were the, uh pinched the pinched the skin on the uh, on, on on their uh, legs. Uh, maybe you pulled the hair on their legs. Uh, I was wrestling around the other day, and and uh, the guy got his hand stuck in my beard and and it was, it was doing jitsu. And and uh, I started crying because it hurt so bad. And listen, uh, we get we can get caught up in those things real easy, but forget the goodness of God. But Paul and Silas, after being beaten and after being being thrown in jail, they praise God at midnight. At midnight i would be sitting there commiserating on how bad things are going, but and, and we do that we get together nowadays, and it 's almost like a bunch of old people talk, everybody talking about their their illnesses and their their the doctor's appointments in there. and hey i 'm not saying we shouldn 't share our problems and our trials with one another, but we should also share the goodness of God. in fact, that should be the first thing on our hearts now, notice the verse three says. Says, Let the, verse 2 says, Let the redeemer of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. And listen, that's every single one of us. If you're a child of God, he's redeemed you from the hand of the enemy. He says, "And gathered them out of the lands from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. Listen, uh, God, I am so thankful that God did not say, Well, I'm going to get this one, but not this one. Uh, uh, I'm going to take this one and not this one. Uh, uh, in John chapter 17, he's talking about the disciples. I guess we're going to intermingle the two messages now. Uh, but in John 17, he's talking about the disciples. And he says, You have given them to me. He says, I'm praying for them, but uh, there's this idea out there uh, of it's called calvinism where god picks and chooses and predestines people and some will say well they he chose them and he predestined judas to be to be the, to be the one who would, who was going to betray christ Knowing it would have been better for for judas not to betray christ but we know that the predestination comes because of the foreknowledge of god the foreknowledge of god means god knows everything god knew everything from the very beginning so he knew that uh, uh, that he when he created the world as he did who was going to accept him and who was going to reject him and he could have re- Created all different kinds of realities, brother Frank. He could have created a reality where you were president of the United States. Obviously, that would not have been the best thing for the world, and that's why he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Uh, there, there are many different ways. But what I can, what I can tell you is, if if God created this reality with people that chose this, these people that chose to reject and these that chose to accept, it's because He knew that this was the best and the, probably the most people that would accept Jesus Christ. Why? Because he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that he picked and chose this one to be saved and this one to not be saved, but he knew that this one would be saved, and he knew that this one wouldn't. And when he, when he sent Jesus to choose those disciples, when Jesus went out and chose Peter and John and all the others, and when he chose Judas, listen, it wasn't like he didn't know who Judas was, and he didn't know what was going to happen to Judas. But he also knew that Judas wasn't real even though he walked with them and talked with them, and that's why, he, why he's described as even though he held, held the bag, he was a thief. Why? Because in his heart he was still a sinner and had never been sanctified by the word of God. He rejected the truth of Christ while he walked with him. Wow. Think about that. But, but in that, God chose you. He gathered us all together. He, he, as, as, as a fellowship after the church, he's, he's brought us all here. But he's gathered every child of God. And one day we'll all be gathered together. He chose you. And he chose all of us. Listen, he would have chosen the whole world, but he, had, but he decided to give us free will. Because free will is important. Without free will, you don't have a choice. And that's kind of what Calvinism believes. That you can't resist the grace of God. God picks and chooses. That's not how it works. The Bible says, Whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We have a free will. God gives us a choice. And I'm thankful for that. But I'm certainly thankful that he knew me and he chose me. And the Bible says he ordained me. But he told Jeremiah, before you were born in the womb, well, I formed you in the belly of your, of your uh, 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 in the womb. Uh, I knew you. I chose you. And he would chosen and ordained him to be a, 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 a a preacher. He did that with all of us. Notice as they they wandered in the wilderness, in a solitary way, they found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them, and then they cried unto the Lord in the trouble, and He delivered them. As you go through this passage, He gives one at one situation after another situation after another situation, different types of situations where where people either rejected the word of God or they were in need of God, and and it wasn't until they cried out to God, but God always heard them. But the truth is, if we weren't in a situation where we were in a dry and thirsty land, we never would call for, for we would, would call out for God. That's what we see here. They, they're in this dry and thirsty land. He's gathered them all together. It says they're hungry and thirsty, their souls fainting within them. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distress. It amazes me what it takes sometimes for people to get to the point where they are, are willing to cry out to God and look for help. And we may think well, what happens in our life is, is a terrible thing, but if it brought us to the point of salvation, but if it brought us to the point where we would say, okay, God, I need you, then I, I'll be honest, I'll be, I'm very grateful for it. And it's something that we need to understand is part of God's goodness. That Even though the situation may not have been the best, if it brought us to Christ, it was for the best. We may not have enjoyed it as much as we, we ought to, but, or as much as we should, once we understand, though. That it's because of his goodness. It says that, Then they, they cried unto the Lord in the trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses, and he led them forth by the right way, that they might go to a city of habitation. God has taken each one of us, and he's leading us in the right way. That's through the word of God. His words are light unto our feet and a lamp unto our path. The Spirit of God help leads us in the word of God. We're to, to walk in the spirit, not in the flesh. Verse 8 says, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. The way it's written, it, 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 it kind of, it's almost like a plea. That the writer of this psalm is, is saying, Oh, if only men would praise God for his goodness, because it, it, what, they're, what they're, they're not doing is they're not praising God for his It's, it's almost like he's saying, he was, If only they would praise God as much as he deserved. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wondrous works to the children of men. The next verse says, For, the, for he satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. Then he gives us another situation, such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound in afflictions and iron. In my mind, I think of those that are trapped in, in the, 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 the the affliction and the the... the, the the bindings of of addiction and 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 sin and the, the wickedness of this world and, and, and they they sit there in the darkness and they've got no hope and they've got no way out. There's no way they can unlock those chains and, and they're they're sitting there in this cell and not not thinking that they're ever going to be able to get out. And, and the truth is, they have no way to get out. It says, in verse 10: Such as sit darkness in darkness and the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron. I I, I see that I, I honestly, what I, in my mind, I see Barabbas sitting in that cell. Knowing that his name was uh, was was going to be called, and when they, they walked down, they were going to take him to his cross, and they were going to hang him on that cross, and he was going to die that day. And when, Except for when they came and they opened up his cell, they didn't take him to his cross, they set him free because somebody had taken his place. Can you imagine that being you? You're, you've been sentenced to death. You know that you you only got minutes to hours to live and, and you're, you're waiting for him. you. You hear those footsteps coming. I'd be terrified. But what's it say? It says it tells us why he, that he was there, because they rebelled against the word of God. And contempt the counsel of the Most High. And listen, that's why any of us are in the positions that we get into when we're bound by sin. It's because we reject the word of God and and God's counsel. Notice it says verse 12, and this is God's response, and this is how they got to where they were. Therefore he brought down, God brought down their heart with labor, and they fell down, and there was none to help. They got into a place where they were bound in their sin. They were bound by their addiction. They were bound by, uh, by, the, by, by Satan. And there was no one to help except Christ. And Christ brought them freedom. Jesus said, if your son shall set you free, or make you free, you shall be free indeed. says so in verse 13, then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. There's a, a a pastors page um, that I'm a part of on Facebook, and there's a question that came up yesterday, and I I th- thought it kind of odd. I saw it, I saw another a pastor that I know of pose the same question. They must have seen it on there. Uh, but uh, there's a there is a a group of preachers that are saying that that uh, that are denouncing prayer for salvation, people praying for saying that you don't need to pray to get saved, you just need to have faith and believe. And while I understand what they're saying, Romans 10 says, Whoso shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It also says, uh, uh, How shall they call on whom they had not believed? So, uh, so, it it takes me back to any number of, of, of people that I know of. In fact, it takes me back to my own salvation. Now, do I know the exact moment when that when when that new life was lit in me, when 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 I was born in the Spirit, I don't know. But something in me caused me to pray. And while I may not need to say us, I'm not saying you have to say a certain prayer. But belief will cause you to pray. Belief will cause you to pray. It did for me. It did for me when I got saved. I knew I needed a savior, and it, it it drew me to that point where I came to prayer, and that's why see here, God is bringing these people to 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 dry and thirsty land so that they cry out in hunger and thirst. Here uh, they they come down in their troubles and the in the bound in their sin, and until they cry out in the darkness and in the fear as they they fear death is about to take. Take over and it says, it says, and br- he break their. He brought them out of the darkness, saying, "The shadow of death." And he broke their bands asunder. He set them free. Why? Because they cried out. I am so thankful that we have a, a God who is listening for the cry of those who need Him. Aren't you? <laughs> when I was three or four years old, I don't know. I don't know how ex- how exactly old I was. I can only imagine how much trouble I was. I've got four kids, and my. Younger says four and he's a handful but I in my, in my this is how I remember what happened um, you can ask my mom and she tells the story differently I don't know um, I was four so I, I was about that age so I can't tell you for sure this is how I remember it anyways my mom asked me to get something and I knew it was in her bedroom on top of her dresser they have it a very, they had a very tall dresser and it was taller than I could reach now this is again in my memory I don't know that this is what was supposed to so what well, I was supposed to have done. But I ran into the, the bedroom, and I, I couldn't reach the top, so I pulled out a drawer. I stood on top of it. I couldn't quite reach it. I pulled out another drawer. I stood on top of that. And the next thing I know, the whole thing fell on top of me. And I was, I was about Zeke's size. I wasn't any bigger than Zeke. And it, it was a heavy dresser. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't scream. I was terrified at, at, as a child. And I felt like I laid there forever, going, ah tears shooting down my face, not being able to breathe. Now, in all honesty, it was probably only seconds because my mom was in the house, and we lived in a very small house. So I'm sure she heard the crash, and she ran there. But but as long as I lay there, and again, it felt like forever, I felt like nobody's going to hear me, and I'm going to die here. That's how I felt. Terrible feeling to, to think that nobody can hear your screams. That would be the worst thing, uh, to be out in the middle of the woods, away from everybody, and get stuck. Not just that you're lost, but you're hurt and lost. You can't do anything. And you can yell as loud as you want, and nobody can come get you. That's why I don't go camping, brother. (laughs) Because I'd be that one that would wander 15 feet off the trail, and they'd find my bones uh, two two summers later. Uh, 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 Okay, hopefully it wouldn't be that bad. I have a GPS. But, But... I probably wouldn't have any signal. Um, But that would be a terrible, terrible feeling. And There'd be no hope. Aren't you glad that God is always listening? That no matter how terrible things get, no matter how bad it gets in your life, no matter what trial you're going through, Listen, Jesus. Jesus in John seventeen is praying for them in the world and in their tribulations. Here I am tying the two together, not trying try not to. But he prayed for them in their tribulation. But he didn't say he didn't pray to, to the Father to take them out of the world. He prayed that he would keep them in it. Listen. Even as a child of God, born again, uh, uh, redeemed, new man, uh, I still need God's protection, and I will always need God's protection. I will never get to a point where I can stand on my own and on my own two feet uh, with my with my 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 breastplate of righteousness and whatever self my breastplate of self righteousness and whatever else I want to put on and and stand there on my own. I can't do it. But I have a God who's always there. He's one prayer away. Oh, the men who praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he hath broken the gates of brass and cut the bars of iron asunder. Fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities, are afflicted. Their soul abhorreth all the manner of meat, and they draw nearer to the gates of death. Then they cry unto the Lord in the trouble, and he saveth them out of their distresses. They're in those places because they put themselves in those places. We make decisions sometimes that are just dumb and stupid and wrong, and we we there are consequences to our actions. We're not perfect we're not always smart. But even in that, God is still good to us and that when we get to the point where we realize we've gotten ourselves in a mess, he still loves us enough that he'll come and get us out of it. <laughs> he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from the destruction. Oh, the men praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works for the children of men and let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. This calls thanksgiving a sacrifice unto God. When is the last time that you brought your sacrifice unto God? And I don't mean on thanksgiving of last year. Uh, uh, right? Thinking, well, can we even have Thanksgiving this year? Yes, because we can have Thanksgiving every day of the, uh, of the week if we want to. Uh, because it really doesn't have anything to do with turkey and football. Uh, though I like turkey and I like football. It has nothing to do with either one of those. It has to do with our thankfulness to a God who, who has redeemed, who has protected, who has revived, who has freed us. And yet David still says, oh, that men would praise the, the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works, the children of men. He talks about the next those that go down in the ships that do business in the great waters, and it talks about the uh, the works of the Lord and His wonders in the deep. And listen, uh, uh, it, it, it it amazes me the power that is in the ocean and in the wind, and and, and it, 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 it just how uh, in just moments you can go from blue skies to to thunder and lightning and rain and thinking you're going to die uh, it, 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 that quickly. And, and sometimes in our lives we think we got everything going just fine, and everything, and then suddenly. Bam, 2020 hits. And what are you going to do? Uh, was it uh, the, the uh, winter camp this year? Uh, we, did, we, we had to do uh, skits, and one of the teams did a skit about COVID going across the world and destroying the world. And we all laughed. That was before. It actually, that was back when it was just in Wuhan. <laughs> Little, little did we know just how real it was. Now not that we've all died. Um, thankfully, it's not as de- deadly as, as uh, we, they first thought, but it's still killing people, and it has completely changed the way of life. But God's still good. God's still good, and the truth is, we get down to the point where where, where we're staggering around like drunken men, not able to really uh, keep ourselves or hold ourselves up. It says their souls melted because of trouble, and it says they reel to and fro and stagger like drunken men, and are at their wits end. Uh, their wits end. They they they're literally they're almost acting crazy because they uh, they, they, they there is no sense to them. They're, they're not able to make any sense of what's going on. Uh, imagine uh, imagine being in that position and listen. The truth is, we've all been in that position at some point over time, not necessarily on a ship, but it gets us to that point where then they then cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he bringeth them out of their distresses. And look what God does. He maketh the storm a calm, that the waves thereof are still. And then are they glad, because they, they be quiet, so he bringeth them unto their desired heaven, haven. And then again, oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness. As we go back, we need to sacrifice with thanksgiving. We need to exalt him uh, as a congregation, as a church. And I understand that he is the one who is in control. Uh, uh, it says he turneth rivers into wilderness, and the, the water springs into dry ground. And it talks about how he can do whatever he needs to do, and how th- there is nothing out of the c- control of God. Uh, it, it, what was once a river uh, could become dry. What was dry becoming, was springing forth with water. The fruit of land into barrenness uh, because of the wickedness, of those that dwell therein verse 35 he turneth the wilderness into a standing water and dry ground into water springs listen there is no situation there is no place there is no there is no uh, problem in your life there's no mountain that God cannot overcome God is in control and as we go back and remember what we talked about this morning that Jesus is literally is the creator of the whole world it really should bring a calmness to our hearts and a a, a peace uh, to our mind as we as we realize that no matter what I'm going through, God can still take care of me in it, or He can take me out of it. And in doing that, and as I cry out unto God, when I do come to my wits' end, guess what? He'll hear me and He'll answer me. He did it for my salvation he's done it in in, in times when I turned my back on him and I I got to that point where life was dark and I didn't know what I was going to do and and I came back to the Lord and guess what he heard me and he changed my life and listen he changed it in a way that I couldn't change it he he redirected my steps and and gave me a path and, and man, I praise God for what he's done in my life it is not me I'm so thankful for that but in that we can't forget to praise God Because what happens? What happens is we become like those those uh, uh, those nine lepers that came to Jesus. Now there were ten that came to Jesus, but but one turned back to say thank you. But we many times as Christians we come to Christ for the help, and then once we got the help, we go on our way. And we're rejoicing. Hey, I, I, I'm thankful that my finances are better. I'm thankful that I got a job. I'm thankful that my car is running again. I'm thankful for whatever it is that, that I prayed for, or somebody prayed for or for me, and God blessed and heard and answered and, 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 and succored. He ran to my help. He ran to Abe, And man, he blessed me, and now I'm, I'm, I'm happy. But am I thankful? Have I thanked God? Because the truth is, when I'm thankful to, to the Lord, I'll bring to him my sacrifice of thanksgiving, I'll exalt him amongst God's people. I'll let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Many times the world sees Christians with the joyless faces and heavy burdens that never seem to get answered. And when they do get answered, no praise is given to the one who took care of the problem. And they see us with the same problems they have. And they say, well, why do I want that? This means I have to give 10% to the church. <laughs> and I don't get nothing for it. One, I don't look to see who's giving money to the church. Two, that's between you and God. Three, we need to tell people about what Christ has done for us. And our salvation and in our lives. Verse 37 says, And sow the fields and plants and vineyards which may yield fruit of increase. If we lack fruit, who do we go to find that we might find fruit? The one who yields fruit and increase. I'm not talking about apples and oranges. I'm talking about fruit of the Spirit in our lives and the fruit of souls to be saved. It's God that does that. You're in a dry and thirsty land right now? Haven't heard from God in a while. You're, you, read the, you read the word of God, and, 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 but, but it just you don't ever seem to hear from him. That, uh, uh, the Holy, that, that well of the Holy Spirit that, that lives inside of you, is, that the Bible says is everlastingly flowing. Uh, seems to be blocked up and you not, ain't got nothing coming out of it. You know where you go? To the one who can open it up thirsty, you go to the Lord. You're hungry, you go to the Lord. Fruitless, go to the Lord. He blessed them also so that they are multiplied greatly and suffereth not their cattle to decrease. Again, they are minished and brought low through the oppression and affliction and sorrow. He poureth contempt upon princes and causeth them to wander in the wilderness where there is no way. There's Notice there's a, there's a break here between verse 39 and 40. One, he's blessing those that are brought low. And then 40, he's cursing those those princes that caused them, and caused them to wander where there is no way. Why? Because they're walking in their own way. Yet settleth the poor on high from affliction and maketh his, him families like a flock. God will bless us if we walk in him. The righteous shall see it and rejoice, and all iniquity shall stop in her mouth. Notice this last verse. Whoso is wise and will observe these things, even they shall understand the loving kindness of the Lord. That verse right there is the key to this entire chapter. Because when we begin to look at how God works in our lives... When we begin to see, even in the difficulties, and listen, I, uh, right, right now I have in my mind a very specific situation, but I can't say it because, because the person might, but listen, I saw God work in that person's life through the worst of tragedies. And can I tell you, God worked. And as hard as it is to say in that that situation, God is good. Romans 8, 28. All things work together for good to them who love God and are called according to his purpose. If you can see how God works in those situations and how God uses those difficulties to bring people to him, you will understand the loving kindness and the goodness of God. Most of the time, we see those situations and we blame God and say, how dare God do that to somebody? It's not fair. Can I tell you life is not fair? And God did not promise us fair treatment. He did not promise us that we would never die. He did not promise us that there would be no illness. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. When we lose somebody, it hurts. But can I tell you, God can use that, and we should allow God to use that for his glory. Because otherwise we become bitter and angry at God. But we can't see the, the forest for the trees. We can't see God's purpose because of our problems. We need to learn to step back, realize that in all of this, God is in control. Did you know God's not surprised about COVID-19? God's not surprised about how the debates went last week, as shameful as they were. God's not surprised that that President Donald Trump got COVID-19. And you know what? God's not going to be surprised at whoever wins the election. God is in control. Say, what if something bad happens? God is in control. But what if that happens to me? God is in control. And God is good. God is good. No matter how difficult, God is good. No matter how hard, God is good. No matter what it costs us or takes away from us, God is good. Oh, then may we praise the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works to the children of men. This has been a very interesting year. But I have seen God work this year. We had a, we, we had two visitors, or we had we had visitors here this morning, who saw us online last week. One saw us online last week. The other has been here a couple times, but they also saw us online. And then somebody else, I think you said that they should come back. Uh, you, you work with a, a family member, I think. God's working. And although we're limited to 50, I praise God that we've been at 50 pretty much since since they gave us a limit. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know what's going to happen next year. I appreciate something somebody somebody posted on Facebook. Your pastor said uh, your pastor's never pastored a church through a pandemic before pastor a church before <laughs> yeah. but uh, in all of it I've just seen the work of God the mercy of God the blessing of God I've seen our I've seen people grow I've seen we've seen some families leave but we've seen families come we've seen families to serve and become uh, serve more we've seen people sacrifice Somehow, in the midst of all this, and in the, in the, our, 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 uh, uh, was it the? Uh, we're in the middle of a recession because of COVID nineteen. Our offerings are up, uh, and listen, it's not about the money, but it's God blessing. We're able. I was just talking to Brother Troy, and uh, we we can actually take on two more missionaries at at our actual normal pay, or we could p- take on, I think, four or five. Uh, a number, uh, I think it was, uh, I'll I'll clarify with them for sure uh, before I announce it, but uh, of the uh, help uh, national pastors, here we go, thank you, help ministry uh, national pastors. Uh, Praise God. We did that in the middle of a recession. Let me rephrase that. God did that in the middle of a recession. It's not us, it's God. And And we haven't dropped any of our missionaries. It's not like they'd be replacing other ones. It's God working. I'm thankful for what God's doing. I mean, I, I would really not have had to go through 2020, but I'm thankful for God. Hold well, let me take it back. If, if it was that, the choice of God taking me out or having me go through 2020, I'd rather go through 2020. Um, but, uh, uh, but you understand what, what I mean. Sometimes we have to go through difficulties to see God work. Because God works through the difficulties. And let's praise God for it. Amen. Let's not get all, all caught up in all the trouble. Let's just praise God for what he's doing in the midst of it. Amen. All right. Let's go ahead and pray. Father God, I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for all you've done for us. God, you are worthy of our praise. Lord, you, are, you have been good to us. Lord, despite the circumstances, Father, and, and God, I, I thank you for how you've been working uh, through uh, the, the circumstances, Lord, and, and uh, through all the troubles that we've seen. Lord, it's, uh, it has brought so- some people to you. Lord, it has helped others to grow. Lord, it has challenged our faith, uh, but in all of it, Father, you have been faithful to us. God, you have been good. You have been merciful. And God, I pray that, you, that we glorify you as you deserve, Lord. Lord, you have been good. Lord, help us not to keep our mouths shut, Lord, but help us to lift you up before all all that we come in contact with. Lord, may they see the love of Christ in us. Uh, Lord, may they hear uh, the, the gospel from our lips and your praise from our lips. Uh, Lord, help us to uh, be an encouragement to one another, to to be there, to strengthen, to uphold and uplift, Father, uh, to help one another uh, during during the difficulties, Lord. And uh, God, may you be glorified in all of it. Father, we love you. We thank you for all you've done. Bless us now. and. and in this, this afternoon, In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.